Good morning, everybody. I am Denise Jess, the CEO, Executive Director of the Wisconsin Council of the Blind and Visually Impaired and representing the Wisconsin Disability Vote, Vote Coalition. I am thrilled to be standing with people with disabilities and our allies behind me who know so fully well the importance of accessible voting, of being able to exercise our fundamental right and responsibility to cast our ballot. And I'm so honored to be standing before those of you who took an interest and care about this issue and wanna help us tell our story. So we have four folks to share with you this morning. Um, after I'm done speaking, Eric Christensen from the city clerk's office will share their efforts to create accessible voting. And if we can put up a cheer for that office, I would love to do that. We have some of the most accessible voting practices in the state, and I am honored to live in this community. So thank you to the city clerk's office. Eric will tell you about those things. Then we get to hear from Nikki Vandermeulen, who is an elected official, uh, uh, City of Madison, Madison Metropolitan School District, who will talk with you about the importance from an elected official's perspective uh, about voting and also as a person with a disability. And rounding out and closing up shop is da Jason Belungi from Access to Independence. So for those of us who have disabilities, we know full well the barriers that we encounter on a regular basis to vote. I think I have voted in every single election or nearly since I was 18 and I'm 55, so that's a lot of elections. And I take that right and that responsibility seriously and on a regular basis figure out how to get past the barriers that face me and help others get past their barriers as well. One of the fundamental barriers that um, is, uh, uh, inhibits our access to voting that unifies all people with disabilities is transportation. So transportation is a fundamental right that is limited in the state of Wisconsin. We do not have transportation that goes beyond municipal boundaries in many cases. So now with voter ID, we're required to go to DMVs um, that may not be in the same town or community in which we live. For people with disabilities, arranging transportation is a feat of exponential planning ability. We need to reach out to someone who can transport us. And if we have special needs like needing a wheelchair lift for that transportation, that adds another whole layer on top. So we need to reach out to family, to friends, to public services, to our mobility managers within our counties and arrange those transportations, coordinate them with the times when the DMV is open so we can get proper identification. And then imagine that it snows or floods and our beautiful laid plans are set to ruins. So transportation is fundamental for voter access and we need transportation that crosses those municipal boundaries across the state. Once it's election day, if we choose to vote in person um, at our polling place or we choose to vote for early voting in place, transportation is again a challenge. The city of Madison uh, working with the cab companies does an outstanding job of providing transportation to the polls. That is not true statewide. Many people are not able to easily access their polling place because of lack of transportation. 
Some of the other unifying um, barriers that face people with disabilities when we go to vote is being able to access our ballot. So with the um, being able to cast our ballot through absentee balloting, we have greater access. Very few municipalities, however, provide that ballot in Braille. I know that the city of Madison does, and again, that's commendable. Um, those ballots have to be notarized and returned in a timely fashion so that they are at the polling place on the day of election, so timing is everything with an absentee ballot. Um, when we get to the polling place, if we choose to vote in person, um, our next barriers are getting inside the building. So with curbside um, voting, we have greater access to getting in if we have mobility impairments. But while our buildings may be ADA compliant, they are not particularly accessible. So in my polling place, for example, it would be scary to ride the elevator. It's been retrofitted into an old building, and every time I see it, I think compassionately of my uh, brothers and sisters who use wheelchairs and walkers, knowing that that might be a little bit of a scary elevator ride. Once we're in those buildings too, old schools, old churches, community centers, the lighting may not be particularly good so that we can see our ballot. Not all um, municipalities use the same accessible voting equipment. Again, the city of Madison uses the express vote. It is a fantastic piece of voting equipment that will read the ballot to me, put it in large print, and then print my ballot choices once, um, once I voted, and I can place that into the tabulator. Not all municipalities have this slick piece of equipment, and not all poll workers know how to use that equipment. So someone comes in, asks to use the accessible equipment, and the poll workers may feel really uncomfortable or nervous or worried that they're not able to um, set it up properly or use it properly, or it may actually be down, limiting the uh, possibility of someone voting. We have to put a lot of trust in our poll workers, um, especially anyone who needs help casting their ballot if they're not using accessible equipment. A poll worker will mark your ballot for you, but boy, that's an act of faith to entrust your ballot into a stranger's hands. When we come in, we need to sign the poll book. Often the poll book might be far enough away where someone in a wheelchair um, has trouble reaching it. Um, it's difficult to see it, so we need to be able to have access to that poll book so we can begin the voting process. Um, curbside voting, while it is available, um, it took me a long time to see where that actual doorbell was outside my polling place to have a poll worker come out. So while some folks without disabilities may say, oh, it's kind of inconvenient for me to vote, I've got a busy work schedule today, I don't know if I can get there, those of us with disabilities will jump many, many hurdles because we see how important it is for us to be heard, um, for our elected officials to know how important disability and other human rights um, issues are to us, and we will go through um, high water and something else to get there um, if need be so that our vote um, matters. So I would love to turn this podium over to Eric Christensen, 
from the city clerk's office, and Eric will share with you the um, remarkable work that the city is doing to create greater access for people with disabilities, which, by the way, when we create access for people with disabilities, we create greater access for everyone. It's a great win-win. So, Eric, thank you so much. Thanks a lot, Denise. Uh, I'm Eric Christensen from the Madison City Clerk's Office. And at the Madison City Clerk's Office, we feel it's our mission that every eligible voter who wants to vote can vote and have that vote counted. And so that's why we do what we do. We do outreach. We try and talk to everybody we can. We go to events to show off our accessibility equipment, among other things. So by the time you get to the polling place, it's not a surprise to you. Um, just a couple of things, and some of these will be a little bit of a repeat because Denise covered so much of it. Um, for voter registration, if you hold a Wisconsin driver's license or ID card, you can change your registration online at https www.myvote.wi.gov. It's in the press release. Um, City of Madison vo eligible voters can also vote at any Madison public library. Our libraries have been wonderful for us. Not only do they allow us to hold in-person absentee voting a couple weeks before each election, the next one will start July 30th, uh, but they also allow us to have voters register there throughout the year. So you can go to your local public library, Madison Public Library, or any Madison City Agency at front desk and actually register to vote, which is pretty cool. Um, you just need a proof of residence. You don't need a proof of ID. You prove where you live when you register. You prove who you are when you vote. So with a proper, uh, sorry, a document like a utility bill, a Wisconsin ID card or a driver's license, a bank statement, a government document that has your name and your address that you're registering to vote at, good to go. You can show up and register to vote. makes it a little quicker on Election Day. Of course, you can still vote, register to vote on Election Day in Wisconsin as well. That hasn't gone away. Um, you can vote absentee when the time comes. If you hold a Wisconsin valid ID or driver's license, you can go to myvote.wi.gov and request an absentee ballot. You can also ask the Dane County Voter ID Coalition to help you uh, get registered, help you get an ID. They're very, very good at this. They can get you rides to the DMV. Um, so I do recommend contacting them as well. If you're indefinitely confined to your home because of age or infirmity, you can request to be on the permanent absentee list. You do not need to provide an ID to request this. You never have, and you probably never will. You do need to return a ballot to stay on the list, so as long as we keep sending them to you, please keep sending them back. But then you stay on that list, and you don't need to re-request that. That just keeps on going until you've moved or you stop sending them back. On Election Day, we are required by state law to have our, access, our places accessible. Our polling places have to be accessible under state law. That's throughout the state. Uh, we do audits at our places. The Wisconsin Elections Commission does audits throughout the state to make sure we're complying with that. Our poll workers do have a checklist for accessibility that they go by every morning and every afternoon to make sure that they're accessible. Um, we also offer, as you said, curbside voting. If you can't get out of a car and you can get to your polling place, you can still go there and send someone in to request an absentee ballot or call the clerk's office and we'll tell them to come out. Election officials will check you in the poll book, will announce that they're going out with a, poll, with a ballot, come out to your car, check your ID there, and you'll vote there. And we have a secrecy sleeve that covers your ballot so nobody can see how you voted. 
The election workers will then bring it back in, announce that they've returned, and feed that ballot into the tabulator machine so your vote counts. That's a thing, and that's perfectly fine. Uh, if you're in the polling place and you wish to help, to have help filling out your ballot, the best play, way to do it probably is our accessibility terminal. It's called an express vote. Um, as mentioned by Denise, this can read your ballot to you, or you can have a contrasting screen. It can zoom, and it just marks your ballot for you. So you can still make sure that what you want is on your ballot. That then gets fed into the tabulator machine so your vote counts. Um, as Denise mentioned, there may be places elsewhere where poll workers are not as comfortable with the accessibility machine, and that's really kind of a tragedy because you only need to see someone walk into your polling place and vote like a grown-up for the first time in their life, even though in their 50s or 60s, because they don't need help. They can just go to the machine. It displays the information in a way that they need, and it can be fed into the tabular, and they can go on their way without any special help because they're grown-up adults, and they should be able to vote that way. Um, if that doesn't work for you, you can bring somebody with you to the polling place to help you fill out that ballot, perfectly fine, or you can ask one of the poll workers or someone else there to help you out. That's perfectly fine as well. Great. That's pretty much it for me. I'm going to turn it over to Nikki Vandermeulen, a member of the Madison Municipal School District Board of Education. Nikki? Yeah, thank you. I'd <clears throat> like to thank everyone for coming out today. Very simply, we've heard a lot about Democrats, Republicans, Independents, but one thing is clear. Disability is not a political issue. It's a human rights issue. We all have the right and deserve the right to be able to cast our ballot for the candidate that we choose. I am the first autistic individual self-disclosed on the Madison Metropolitan School Board. Representation matters. We have over 600,000 individuals in this state who, have, who are or do have a disability. That's 600,000 people whose rights can be affected without make, without proper accommodations. And these aren't hard accommodations to make. Things like making sure there isn't a wall there, making sure there's an extra door, making sure you need help. Our polling places are accessible, but the transportation is the real issue. We have to arrange to make sure that individuals can get to their polling place. Hardest thing for us, as our first speaker stated, is transportation. My DMV was two cities away, about 35 miles away in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. I grew up in Whitewater. I don't drive. I can't hitchhike 30, 35 miles, and nor do I really want to. But I do want to vote, but that means requiring my parents or another adult to be able to drive me take time out of their schedule to be able for me to register to have my civil rights. Why should I have to have help to be able to exercise my own civil rights? Same issue we deal with is in adult guardianship. Right now in the state of Wisconsin, you can take someone's right at an adult guardianship, their right to vote simply by checking a box. Hearing isn't required, just the regular guardianship hearing. That's unacceptable. Taking someone's right to vote is a sacred right and it needs to be protected. What our mission here is simple. We want to register as many individuals with disabilities as possible. We want people to be able to show their voice. When I was working on the 2016 election, I kept hearing when I was going door to door, oh, they're disabled, they don't vote. What do you mean they don't vote? Why can't they vote? Well, they're, they're not supposed to. Why not? They're capable, 
Well, yeah, but we checked the box so they can't vote. Well, no, that's not okay. And those boxes, by the way, and those guardianships can be reopened. And you can contact, how you do that is you contact the guardian ad litem and get the case reopened because no one should have to give up the right to vote solely because of what they're born with or what disability they have occurred in life. Overall, being an elected official has taught me many things. One, representation is the most important. You can't truly relate unless you've lived it. To have individuals be there and say, I didn't know someone like me could actually do this, is hugely important. Two, your right to vote is precious, and no one should ever take it away. Thank you. All right, good morning. My name is Jason Balangi. I'm the Assistant Director with Access to Independence, a local organization that provides advocacy, resources, and services to people of any kind of disability in all ages. And I'm also a voter with a mental health disability. I want to start with a quick quote, and that is, vote as if your life depends on it, because it does. Justin Dart, who's considered the father of the Americans with Disabilities Act, stated those words, and they are as true for people with disabilities now as they have ever been, and let me explain why. For starters, people with disabilities are not voting at rates compared to those without disabilities. According to uh, data, only 16 million people with disabilities voted in the 2016 election nationally. Just 55% of eligible voters with disabilities voted in that election. Just think about that, just 55% nationally. The impact of such low turnout is this. It allows a personal care workforce crisis to grow and continue. It continues to deny people with disabilities access to affordable, accessible housing. It ensures people with disabilities lack transportation needed to get to work, the store, medical appointments, and any place necessary to live in the community. It allows people with disabilities to be paid less than minimum wage. It threatens the programs that provide assistance for food and income to be, meet basic needs. It empowers members of Congress to try and weaken the Americans with Disabilities Act. And the list goes on and on and on. And that's why we, as partners and members of the Wisconsin Disability Vote Coalition, are here today. We want to rev up the disability vote. That means register, educate, vote, and of course, use your power. Thank you, and let's make a difference this year. Outstanding folks that I was privileged to share the podium with. Thank you. That I was privileged to share the podium with this morning. And we want to offer an opportunity if there are questions from um, any of the folks who are attending today. Yeah. Such an outstanding question. Her question, if you couldn't hear it above the construction, um, is what those um, of you who do not have disabilities, so our really important allies in our friendship communities, in our family, 
and our advocacy agencies, what you can do to support people with disabilities um, in the voting process. Thank you. One of the things that I think is so important is to encourage people with disabilities to vote, to remind us, because we often live in a disempowered state where we are told either overtly or inadvertently that our voice doesn't matter. So reminding us that we matter, that our opinions matter, that our right to choose a candidate or vote on an issue is important. So built, supporting our self-worth and our empowerment. Then um, physically helping us get to that polling place if we lack transportation options So and getting that ID as needed. Um, helping to fill out the necessary forms. Not all of the forms um, are always accessible. Um, and if you have the ability to be a signer or a translator for someone who's hearing impaired, so really putting your skills to, to the mark. And then I think importantly, having the conversation with your friends, with the people you care about, with your elected officials about the disability vote, about um, the value of including people with disabilities in the voting process uh, would just be fundamental. So I'm so grateful for the question, and I want to turn to my colleagues to see if there's anything that I've neglected to say on that, that really powerful question. Anything else that's living out there for folks, things you'd like to ask, or things that we didn't talk about that you think are important? All righty, so on this gorgeous day, please have a wonderful one. Please help spread the word about the work that the Wisconsin Disability Coalition is doing and help to get um, everybody to the polls on August 14th for the primary and November, give me the date somebody, 6th, thank you, November 6th for the general election. Have a great day, everybody.